Welcome to the Wellsteading Podcast. This is episode 202. Today is August 22nd, 2016. I'm your host, John Pugliano. I'm also the founder and money manager at investablewealth.com. Well, in today's episode, we're going to talk about that Wall Street expression, catch a falling knife. And so what we're going to do today is just briefly discuss a couple stocks that have dropped drastically in price. That's what's meant by catching a falling knife. But before we get to that, while we're on the topic of knives, I want to give a shout out to my good friend, Patrick Rorman of MT Knives. And I want to congratulate Patrick because he has recently received a very ringing and complimentary endorsement from Mike Rowe. That's Mike Rowe of Dirty Jobs fame. You know, Mike is a guy that you just have to admire. He, he's a man's man. He's a real stand-up guy. He's done an excellent job entertaining us and telling us all about those unique ways that people make a living. And on a lot of different aspects, I really admire Mike Rowe. And so I was excited to see him speak so highly of Patrick's knives. In fact, this is one of the things that Mike recently said. His name's Patrick Rorman. I just want to show him to you real quick because there, there are just very, very few craftsmen left who, who care this much. I mean, the guy lives knives. And his knives sell for literally uh, thousands of dollars. And those things are all absolutely 100% true about Patrick Rorman. I know that because I know him personally. Later on next week, we'll be doing our traditional Labor Day series where we talk about being an entrepreneur, starting your own company, or you know, even just pursuing your career path as a paid employee. And as we talk about those topics, you'll hear me mention that, you know, much like I do with trading in stocks, is that there's no get-rich-quick schemes that work. There's no shortcuts to success. And I bring that up now because that's Patrick Rorman's story. He's a success. He got that ringing endorsement from Mike Rowe, not because he got lucky or because he paid for some advertising or something like that. He received it because Patrick is an extremely hardworking craftsman that's passionate about what he does. And he hasn't become a success overnight. He's been diligently working at this, literally honing his skills as a knife-making craftsman. And that's some of those, quote, secrets to successes that we'll be talking about next week. Pursuing your passion by offering products and services that are in demand and then working your tail end off to be the best at that that you can possibly be so congratulations to Patrick Rorman of MT Knives. Patrick, no one deserves it more than you. For those of you that aren't familiar with Patrick, I'll put a link in today's show notes. His website is mtknives.net. Well, now let's transition from custom-made knives to the Wall Street expression of to catch a falling knife. Now, if you're not familiar with what that means, that's the term that we use when you buy a stock that's fallen significantly in price. Now, most Wall Street analogies are pretty straightforward, and this one's no different. Catching a falling knife. Think about it. That knife has a really sharp edge, particularly if it's one of Patrick Gorman's knives, and so it can be very dangerous or hazardous to your fingers if that knife is falling through the air and you reach out and try and grab it. Right? It's like trying to catch a rattlesnake. Well, it's a very descriptive term because that's what can happen to you if you try and buy a stock where the bottom has fallen out of the price. Now, why would people do that? Well, the answer is that it can also be very rewarding because oftentimes, as quickly as a stock falls, it gets oversold, particularly when people have to cover their short positions. That's what's called short covering. And a lot of times, even on a bad stock, that can create a bounce. 
So should you try and catch a falling knife or not? Well, it all depends on what your risk profile is. Again, think of that analogy. Would you reach out and try and catch a real falling knife? Well, maybe you would if you knew what you were doing, or maybe you would if the risk was reduced because you know you were wearing a leather glove or something. And so when it comes to trading stocks, one way to reduce the risk in buying a stock that's had a significant drop in price is to take a small position. You know, as you listen to me, that's something I'm a big believer in is using diversification to mitigate risk. And so the way you do that is you don't put all your eggs in one basket. You don't go out and put 80 or 90 or 100% of your portfolio in any one stock because no matter how good of an idea that is, whether it's a, a stock that has fallen apart or whether it's a stock that is at an all-time high, if you're putting all your eggs in one basket, that company could still come upon bad times and no matter how good of an idea you thought it was, it could still fall apart. And it's much better if it falls apart that you only have 5 or 10 or maybe 20% of your portfolio in that stock than 80 or 100%. So I'm not telling you that you shouldn't catch a falling knife. In fact, I've been extremely tempted to reach out and grab two stocks that we want to talk about today. And both of those are in the correction industry. That's correction is in prison stocks. These are private companies that operate correctional facilities, you know, basically criminal confinement operations, and they provide these services to all levels of government. The federal government, states, counties, they're private-run prisons. There are only a few companies that you can invest in that do this, so there isn't like a, um, an ETF that really specializes in this sector that I'm aware of. You have to go out and buy individual stocks if you really want to get a, a concentration in them. And so this small little niche sector has done Oh, pretty darn well over the past few years because it's pretty much a, you know a recession-proof kind of industry. There's always going to be criminals in good times or bad. In fact, you could argue maybe there's going to be more criminals in bad time. They're always going to have to be locked up. And so it is sort of a guaranteed revenue stream. The only risk with these type companies is really a political risk. And that's, will they get the funding from government agencies to house these criminals? Because, you know, in, in most cases... Governments run their own prisons. So there's federal penitentiaries and there's county jails, things of that nature. Well, over recent decades, government agencies are starting to you know, privatize more and more things, and one of them has been prisons. The thought has been that a private company can more cost-effectively manage a prison system than a government agency can. Now, I'm not going to debate the pros and cons of privatization one way or the other. Not in this episode. Now, these companies that serve as correctional facilities, they've come in and out of favor over the years. On the one hand, a pretty good case can be made that it's more cost-effective for governments to use these services. On the other hand, there's a lot of politics involved in it. There's also uh, the potential for a lot of litigation and exposure to the company uh, you know, to be sued for discriminatory practices, for abuse. I mean, you can just imagine what kind of insurance you'd have to cover if you were a company that was dealing with prisoners, both from the standpoint of you could be sued by the prisoner or by the prisoner's family, as well as you could be sued by your employees if you're not providing them with a safe work environment. So there's a lot of pitfalls that could be associated with this, but it has also proved to be a very lucrative and profitable business if you can run it. The other thing that's interesting about this type of a, a category of, of stock is that it can be extremely volatile based on politics. You know, for example, this category of stocks, as I remember, did pretty well under George Bush's reign. 
because the Republicans tend to be, you know, law and order, and they also tend to favor privatization. And then when it became obvious in 2008 that, you know, one, the economy was falling apart, and two, that there was going to be a different political regime in the White House, these stocks fell apart. And then over the ensuing eight years have had some pretty big swings, again, based on politics. You can imagine that this is very similar to a stock like Taser or what we've seen in the gun stocks like Smith & Wesson or in the defense industry stocks like, you know, Raytheon. These companies move in and out of favor depending upon what politicians are saying, how much money is going to be dedicated to the budget, things like that. And then in particular, these prison stocks can come under a lot of scrutiny when you have concerns about law enforcement and fairness and, you know, all the things that we have going on right now with rioting and Black Lives Matter and concerns about the criminal justice system. Companies like this can take a major hit. And that's exactly what's happened with these correction companies. And in particular, the two that I want to talk about today are called Geo Group, which is basically a real estate investment trust that specializes in owning and operating prison and correctional facilities. That ticker symbol is GEO, that's Golf Echo Oscar. And the other major company in that sector is Corrections Corporation of America, their ticker symbol CXW, that's Charlie X Ray Whiskey. Now, last week, a memo came out saying that the Justice Department was going to stop using these type facilities. And so, as you can imagine, these stocks plummeted. Uh, but the fact of the matter is they've been consolidating and making lower lows for quite a while now. But, but that was really the nail in the coffin or, you know, the icing on the cake, depending upon how you look at it, as to these stocks falling apart. They fell, you know, close to 50% in one day. The interesting thing, though, is that in these recent days, they've been bouncing. In fact, today, GEO is up, uh, as I record this, almost 4%, and Corrections Corporation is up about a percent and a half. And so this is a really good way to illustrate to you the concept of catching a falling knife. When you hear bad news like this, like, you know, a government memo comes out to change something, the question is, is this a temporary fall? Is it just falling because it got some bad news? And will it bounce right back? You know, did it get oversold or not? Well, like I always try and tell you, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't predict the future. Neither does anyone else. And the point of all this, the reason that Wall Street calls this catching a falling knife is because it's so risky because you don't know. Whenever you think that a stock is oversold and that it's gotten really cheap and the price can't fall any farther, that doesn't mean that it can't fall farther. In many cases, it does. There's a lot of ways to look at this. First off, these companies that I've mentioned, it looks like they only derive about 10% of their revenue from federal contracts. So that means that even if the Justice Department does stop using their services, they'll still be providing services to correctional facilities at the state level, at the county level, at the city level, right? There's a lot of avenues where they can still earn money. The other thing to consider is that even though a memo came out, that doesn't mean that it's a done deal. You know, things still have to go through not only the bureaucratic process, but also, you know, there might be congressional oversight. There could be a lot of issues with it. We have to remember, too, that we're right now in a very heated presidential election. And although these type of policies are likely to be favored if Hillary Clinton wins, I think the opposite scenario could take place if Donald Trump gets in. Donald Trump is definitely talking about being more law and order. And you can assume that he would favor privatization. 
And so I think it's very easy to draw a logical argument that if Trump wins, these private correctional facilities could get more, not less business. But none of us know. The point I want to make here is that the term on Wall Street, catching a falling knife, it's that descriptive for a purpose. It's dangerous to buy into a stock when the price falls out because you never know if it's going to go lower. On the other hand, it could be quite rewarding if you are getting in at a point when the price is oversold. The key, though, is like I mentioned in the beginning. You want to mitigate your risk. You do that by only committing a small amount of your overall portfolio to these individual stocks or this particular niche sector. So maybe, say, 5 or 10% in total. That way, if you're wrong and the stock continues to fall apart, you won't lose all your money. On the other hand, if it does bounce up, you're not going to get rich quick overnight. Let's just say that you have 5% of your portfolio in this Geo Group stock. If it bounces back up to where it was just last week, just call it, let's call it $35 a share to make the math easy. You're talking about getting a 40% return on your investment. Now, if you've tried to mitigate your risk by only putting 5% of your total portfolio into that stock, well, that's 40% times 5%. That's a net return to your portfolio of 2%. Not necessarily something to get excited over. And as I stated, you're not going to get rich quick overnight. But if you can pick up a solid 2% return in a short period of time in a market that's as unstable as we are in, when 10-year treasuries are only paying about a percent and a half, then I think that's a pretty good deal. Something else to think about is the dividend that these stocks are currently paying. And I think in both cases, it's up above 10%. Now, that's a significant yield if you did want to buy these stocks now and just hold on to them for the long term to collect that dividend and see what happens with the political environment. I've been very tempted myself to plunge into these, but I haven't done it because I do think that this political environment is just so unstable. And so while that double-digit dividend yield is very, very attractive, my mind goes back to just a few years ago when people were telling me you can't lose investing in master limited partnerships because they were, at the time, were paying you know 6 to 8% returns. Well, that was prior to the fall of 2015 when oil prices started to collapse and people that couldn't get out of those funds in time lost a significant amount of their principal just because they were chasing the high dividend and they felt it was safe. So don't think that anything on Wall Street is a sure thing, particularly when it comes to something like prison and correctional facilities that are so susceptible to changes in the political regime. Now, I just throw this out there as my own opinion. Think about it, consider the facts, draw your own conclusions. But for right now, even though that 10% dividend looks awfully appealing to me, and it looks like maybe these stocks did get oversold last week, for now, I'm restraining myself and I'm not purchasing them. Well, hey, that'll do it for today. Again, thanks for joining me. Until our next episode, this is John Pugliano wishing you the very best returns.